Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of the Illustrated Agile podcast. It's been far too long since my last podcast. I think it's been over a year or so, but that doesn't mean I've been slacking off. Far from it. In fact, the blog post, Learning to Unlearn, and this episode of the podcast, I'll share a bit about what's been going on and some of the things I've been thinking about and also things I've been struggling with as well. The past nine months or so has been a time of reflection and change for me as a coach and as a person as well, I guess, really thinking about my approach and effectiveness and how much of an impact I'm really having with the people I've been fortunate enough to work with over the years. During this recent time of reflection, I've been able to discover a few habits limiting my growth as a coach and captured them as resolutions earlier this year. So let's start digging into some of those resolutions I came up with. The first resolution is learning to unlearn. Early last year, I was really wrestling with how I was sharing and teaching and interacting with the folks I've been coaching. Honestly, what I was coming up with is, dude, you need some new material and your stuff is getting stale. Then later in the year, I was listening to an episode from the Masters of Scale podcast from Reed Hoffman. I think it was the one with Barry Diller from the company AIC. He used a phrase, learning to unlearn, and I thought, man, that's it. I realized just how set in my ways I'd become, and that I needed to shake things up. So that's what I started to do, and I'll start sharing some of the new stuff I'm coming up with during future blog posts and podcasts. I already wrote one post about bird flocks as an example, so you could take a look at them on illustratedagile.com. The podcast episode for that will be coming up next as well. The next resolution, simplicity, builds on some thinking that I started working on before last year, but I decided to escalate the intensity of my simplicity experiment. I mentioned in the blog post about my time coaching with people where I didn't know their language, so I needed to work with an interpreter. This experience caused me to have to slow down and be judicial and careful with my words. So as part of my learning to unlearn, I started developing simple mental models, and I would challenge myself to share and teach them with just a few words. When we use fewer words, space emerges for others to take what you have, your experiences and your expertise, and begin to meld it with their experiences, instead of coaching to absolutes, you must do this or else it's not agile. I focused on leaving plenty of space for others to process these mental models for themselves. Those I was coaching began to interpret these models and my words, and before long, they start to take on a life of their own. When this happens, and there's not much more you need as a coach, you begin to see others create something unique and beautiful from a spark you created. I talk about the Mr. Miyagi moments in the eight ways to measure your effectiveness as an Agile coach blog post. Well, that's what you're looking for. The last resolution is a simple one and just focuses on my countenance and my attitude, how I show up every day. It's sometimes easy to wallow in our own worries and concerns and to focus on the care and feeding of our own ego. And that that ego can get hungry. At least mine does. And I was so guilty of that. But that's so draining, such an energy suck. It's empty calories. You know it tastes good, but there's no benefit. So I started filling the white space of the day with a smile, with joy for others. You know, as you're walking the hallways or at lunch or having a simple conversation, you just share words of appreciation, give out random high fives, encourage someone you know who needs it, take the first step and reach out. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Default to action. This has begun to make a radical difference for me. People will think you're crazy, but the fascinating thing is 
What happens when you start doing this? You become a magnet for people. People are drawn to you. And that's exactly what you're looking for as a coach. It's hard to coach people when they're running away from you. At least that's what the professionals tell me. So let me wrap up this episode with a bit of encouragement for you. As I was writing the resolutions post earlier this year and subsequently thinking about this podcast, I began thinking how others who are in the coaching profession might be feeling the same as me. Maybe you're in a rut or just plain tired. This is really hard work. I remember talking to a mentor of mine a while back, maybe five years ago. He said, I'm really tired. I don't know how much longer I could do this. And I responded with, come on, how hard could this be? But let me tell you, I'm starting to understand. So when you feel overwhelmed or overburdened or are questioning your impact, rethink your approach. Maybe even start from scratch. Blow up the things you've always done or you feel are sacred. Then rebuild with a foundation of simplicity. Crazy simple. When you think it's too simple, make it more simple. Then watch what others do with the space you give them. It's so cool and it takes the pressure off you and you don't need all the answers. It will free you up to become that magnet for people to be that natural encourager and bringer of joy so many need in this crazy, crazy world. All right, enough of that. I have a few more podcasts brewing and a couple other surprises bubbling up. At least I hope they are. You'll probably get a burst of output from me and then I'll fade away for a while. But until next time, whenever that is, keep fighting, stay healthy, keep things simple. God bless you all. This is the Illustrated Agile Podcast.